the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. We are live, live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. My name is Jim Clark, and we are inviting you to call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. Our toll-free number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up the phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one 888 F-O-R-K-F-A-X. In the Bible, one of the most terrifying and horrifying scriptures is found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 11, where it says, God shall send them strong delusion. Question. What does the phrase strong delusion mean? And what can we do to avoid falling into this trap, whether you are in the church or outside the church? Join us now as we come to part eight in this series entitled, Why Does God Send Strong Delusions? Stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you doing tonight? Brother Jim, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radiant Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by our program tonight. Uh, we have been doing this series uh, from Second Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verses 10 through 12. And uh, we have been talking about strong delusions, and we see strong delusions everywhere in our world today. Uh, We even see it in churches, outside the churches. And tonight, we're going to do a special program talking about strong delusions as it relates to Halloween. Strong delusions as it relates to Halloween, since Halloween is right around the corner. Let me say this by way of introduction. Tonight, my purpose in doing this message related to Halloween is not, notice I said, is not to do a historical background on Halloween. I will do that next week on a previous recording uh, CD on Contending for the Faith. And you want to uh, make sure that you tune in to uh, next week's program. But in this message tonight, I want to deal with uh, the satanic influences upon Halloween and how God has sent strong delusions upon many people in the church as well as outside the church because they have constantly said no over and over and over again to what? The love of the truth. Uh, And so they have heartened their hearts, literally, regarding God's truth and the love of God's truth. Now, let me say this by way of opening. Now, the day before All Saints Day, or the Feast of All Saints, which was a celebration, feast, day, holiday, by the Roman Catholic, 
honoring all of the saints of the past uh, under the first celebration under the Pope benefits. And um, this was a uh, celebration holiday honoring all of the saints of the past and even those martyred and killed for Christ's sake, which was to be held on November the 1st. But the eve before that day, the devil had some demonic plans and some other plans like he always does. October the 31st uh, was a masquerading and an imitating of all the saints' day by the substituting of all uh, Halloween's Eve or Halloween the devil made his way into the Catholic holiday, All Saints Day, by bringing some substitution, demonic superstition, into the lives of many people in that day. And Satan is doing the same thing today. The big question is, how does the devil do this, and how is he doing this today as well? I want to share with you, and you may want to write these points down, I want to share with you in the body of my message six D's, six D's as it relates to the satanic influence on Halloween. Six D's as it relates to the satanic influence on Halloween. Number one, the first D relates to the devil. The devil is behind a lot of things going on on Halloween. Uh, we know that from Second Corinthians 4 and 4, it says, In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is in the image of God, should shine within them. So Satan is blinding people, not only spiritually, but psychologically on Halloween and every other day. And the devil has people uh, really duped and blinded even a lot of people are so blinded by Satan that they are dressing up like the devil on Halloween. How crazy is that? And having a red union suit uh, and the, and the works with that. Even Duke University calls themselves the Blue Devils. Uh, we just have this uh, sickness going around today where people are dressing like the devil, calling themselves uh, their teams the devil. Uh, in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse, uh, or I would say chapter 2, verse 9, it says, Even him, which means the Antichrist, whose coming is after the working of Satan, in other words, he's using the Antichrist, Satan is, with all power and signs and lying wonders. And verse 10 talks about how he's deceiving people as well. Now, this uh, number two point in relationship to the D is relates to demons. Demons are behind a lot of the things going on on Halloween. And how do we know that? Because 1 Timothy 4 and verse 1, 1 Timothy 4 and verse 1 talks about, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times, I mean in the last days, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to what? Seducing spirits and the doctrine of demons. We have people not only dressing up on Halloween, 
like the devil, but they're dressing up like demons as well. But this demon influence today is all across our world, and the demons are also possessing people because they have had these strong delusions on them, rejecting the truth of God and the love of God over and over and over again. And uh, so we need to be aware of this as well. Number three, the third D is deception, deception. The devil's game plan on Halloween and other days is to deceive. He's into deception. We find this in 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 10. And it says, with all deceivableness, notice the word deceivableness. This is in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10. And with all deceivableness, there's the word, and with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And Jesus talked about, if it were possible, he would even deceive the very elect. Jesus said that, if it were possible, he would, might even deceive the very elect. I'm glad that he put a, a hedge of protection around all of us in terms of uh, the uh, devil's deception on the believers. But if a believer doesn't have the whole armor on, he can get deceived, and she can get deceived very easily. Number four, the fourth D relates to darkness. We're living in a world of darkness And Jesus talked about in Luke 22 and verse 53, he talked about the power of darkness. The power of darkness is strong in our world today. Most of you know about the movie Star Wars when Darth Vader says, come over to the dark side. Well, the devil is saying that too, come over to the dark side, and people are giving in to that. The Apostle Paul talks about this in Ephesians 5 and 8, when he talks about the differences between the children of light and the children of darkness. We have children today who are walking after the light, and there are children walking after darkness. And we have to understand that Jesus said something so profound in John 3 and 19, verse 19. He said, and this, and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. You know, when you think about atheists, agnostics, and skeptics, and on and on, why don't they come to Jesus? You know, we ask that question, why? And they blame it on, I'm an atheist, agnostic, and skeptic, and on and on. No, or they're involved with a cult and what have you, or false religion. No, it's because they love darkness. That's the issue. They're into the darkness, the power of darkness. Satan is behind darkness, and there is power behind darkness to move people into that world. And if you don't watch it, the darkness can overshadow you against the light of Christ. Um, This darkness is manifested in a satanic way, not only on Halloween, but witches and Satanists, and people using the number 666, but this is quite interesting that uh, there is an after-school group of people known as the Satan Club, and they want to show kids another path to the moral life, and a lot of atheists are behind this as well. They say this uh, satanic club that's making its way into schools all across the country, and many schools, some schools are accepting this. This is how bizarre it is. They say, quote, we want to bring a new philosophy and science and culture after them talking about Christianity or about uh, 
the Christian faith all the time. The people behind this idea uh, are uh, atheists dressed up in scary costumes, and they say that in this club they want to really uh, scare parents into uh, going about what they are trying to teach. What a satanic way of thinking. But this is called the satanic club that's making its way into schools and want to make its way into the after-school curriculum where there's Christians having these Christian uh, programs, and they want to overshadow that. This is the darkness working its way into the light of the world today and the light of Christian work. Number five, the fifth D is death, death. All of these D's lead to this fifth point, which is, which is death. And death can be a spiritual death, a physical death, and an eternal death. Those are the three types of death. And you know what? If you don't have Christ, you're going to be in that spiritual death, physical death, and eventually the eternal death. And death away from Christ is a separation from God throughout all eternity. Romans 6 and 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. If you keep living in sin and don't repent, there's going to be one place for you, and that's eternal separation from God in hell throughout eternity. Let me give you the final uh, 6D, the 6D, and that is delusion, delusion. Question, why is all of these D's going on today in our world? God explains it in 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 10 through 12. The last D, because it has to do with God after a while, when you continue to walk in the darkness, you continue to follow all these other D's, and you separate yourself from God and constantly say no to God over and over and over, then God says in 2 Thessalonians 2, 10 through 12, that he will send them strong delusions that they would believe a lie rather than the truth. When you think about all the things that's going on on Halloween and other days and cults and false religions and all of these things in our world today, people turning away from God, apostasy and the pornography and, and all of the sexual sins and everything like that with Weinstein and, and all these other people, it's the lie of the enemy, and Satan is the liar and the father of all lies. Halloween is a lie of the enemy, and if it's not glorifying God, it is a lie of the enemy. Kids who, parents who allow their kids to dress up as demons and the devil and on the dark side need to repent. They, if you're hearing this message tonight, you need to repent because Halloween is this dark side, and if it's not glorifying God, which there are churches that get together on Halloween, and they have in their churches the doors open, kids are dressing up as biblical characters. That's a witness. We should be a witness to the world today. We need to give God the glory. We're either giving God the glory or we're worshiping Satan. And so we are to be a witness. First Peter 3 and 15 says, Sanctify the Lord God in your heart and be ready always to give a reason, an answer for your faith. We're not to bolt the doors and then lock the doors, but we're to be a witness. And because the world is dying, it's decaying, we are to be the salt and the light of the world today. And then open up the doors of your home. When they come, you know, give them the treat of candy but along with a track. This is a good way to witness because we are to be the salt. We are to be the light of the world. 
He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding these strong delusions relating to Halloween. Brother Jim. Amen. We do not play with evil. Evil is evil. And Christians, we need to stay away from that. So we want to hear from you. I'm sure you have some questions to ask Dr. Buckner on this, and we'll hear from you right after this break. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith. We're glad to hear from you again. My name is Jim Clark. I am in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we are discussing strong delusion. But before we get back to that, we want to begin by thanking everyone who has been praying for Contending for the Faith. Without your diligent prayers, we would not have been on the air for so many years. We also want to thank those who gave this week, Jackie, Gail, Mary, June, Carol, Alfred, Jerry and Nancy, Jim and Kim. It costs us $400 a week to stay on the air. We are right now in great danger of going off the air. We don't have the money for this week's program yet, so we need your help. If you have been blessed by Dr. Buckner's teachings and this program, Won't you partner with us financially to help us during this very difficult time? There are two ways to donate. You can send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Or you can go onto your computer and to the website contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button. In fact, You can do that right now. Perhaps you're at home watching the program and your computer's within reach or even your smartphone. You could pick that up and go right over there and and help us out. And if you're out there listening, I was doing the math on this and I was thinking to myself, there's there's probably, um, could be somewhere around 5 million or more people that are in reach of this radio station. And uh, of those Christians that are listening to the program, I'm going to say there's got to be hundreds of thousands hundreds of thousands of Christians that this program is reaching, maybe even right now. And if that's the case, if only 400 of them responded financially to support this program, only 400, that would only mean they would be offering up a dollar a week. That's it, a dollar a week. And we know that you could probably help out more than that, but even if you did help out for a dollar a week, that would be welcome. And we'd love to we'd love to have your support. So won't you consider that? Won't you consider that uh, Dr. Buckner's teaching that uh, he has been faithful every week? He's been out here and he's been sharing the word of God with people. And if it's touched you, then maybe the Holy Spirit's calling upon you to help support the program. Anyways, we also want to let you know that next week Dr. Buckner will not be in the studio, but he will have a special message um, about Halloween. And uh, uh, we've been airing a classic program that we've done on Halloween before. So you don't want to miss that. And he'll be back in the studio in the week following that. So with that, Dr. Buckner, is there any other thing you'd like to add? Well, I'd like to say thank you so much for sharing what you did because uh, uh, it would be a a real um, grave uh, sin for this to go off the air. And we don't want that to happen uh, because a lot of people will be affected. So this is the opportunity for people to step up and knock a home run tonight. And uh, we trust that you will be moved by the Holy Spirit, as Jim has shared with you. And he's been a faithful giver uh, constantly, and we thank God for that, that people who work with this radio program are being consistent in supporting it as well. And we know that God has his hand on this program and that he 
will supply our needs for this, as it says in Philippians 4 and 19. We trust God on that. Amen. Working through the people. All righty. Let's go to uh, Sandra. Sandra, are you there? Um, how you doing? I'm doing magnificent. Oh, good, good. And, and how can we help you tonight? Well, I need prayer for a fundraise because I'm trying to get married with my boyfriend. His name is Jonathan Rise Man. <laughs> okay. Is, is, he, is, yeah, is, is he Christian? Praise the Lord. Okay, and you guys are going to church together? No, he doesn't go to, I don't know what he does, because he lives in a different home. Okay, uh, all right. anyways, I, I go to, to a day program with him. Mm-hmm, okay. And I go to church, and he, I see him a lot. And we uh, do a lot of things together at my day program. Mm-hmm. And we want to get married and have our own property, like a big mansion where, and on a farm, and then have a home motor home, plus even a plane and all that, plus even where we can have bring in, um, say like um, motor home, just different things, so that way I can bring in all the homeless people. Okay, that's a good uh, vision that you have there. But, you know, you want to make sure that you go through Christian counseling. And if you're involved with a church, you want to make sure that uh, someone in your church, a pastor or a counselor, Christian counselor, takes you through Christian counseling. You don't want to just jump right into a marriage. You want to make sure that you go through six to eight weeks of counseling. And you want to make sure that you guys are on the same page with Christ, you're on the same page with all the other things that makes a good marriage uh, in, on, in terms of the financial, the uh, spiritual, financial. You want to make sure that everything is on the same page with uh, your likes, your dislikes, as well as uh, your, um, you know, your weaknesses and your strengths. So uh, I really mm-hmm. highly challenge you to not just jump into a marriage. You want to make sure that you jump into counseling, Christian counseling first, and uh, Mm -hmm. go through Christian counseling. Don't go through secular. Go through Christian counseling, and you want to know more about uh, him than just what you know, uh, because it's good to know that he's a Christian, but you want to know more about him in relationship. How long have you known him? For about two or three years. Okay, well, that's a that's a good thing right there. Well, just make sure that you go through some Christian counseling, and uh, and, and where are you located at? Carmichael, California. Okay, and are you going to a church there? Yes. Okay, well, you need to talk to your pastor about your, have, have you talked to your pastor about your relationship? No. You need to do that. You need to talk to your pastor and uh, make sure that, uh, you have people praying for you because, you, you you know, God didn't create us to be a long ranger. He didn't create us to be on an island to ourselves. You need the family of God around you praying for you, and you need to be, uh, you know, inform your pastor about what's going on with you so that if you get married, you're going to have a successful marriage because the devil, like I'm mentioning in this message tonight, he can get, he's, he's gotten in between a lot of marriages. There are more divorces and 
in the Christian community than the non-Christian community. So you want to really make sure that you, you, you know, take heed to some of the things I'm saying to you, and we can pray for you around that as well. Thank you so much. Okay, we're going to have Brother Jim to do that right now. Hi, Sandra. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> so your boyfriend's name is Jonathan, is that right? Yes, Jonathan Wiseman. Okay, well... The uh, Dr. Buckner's giving you some great advice there, and uh, we, of course, recommend that you do go through Christian counseling. But uh, I'll just lift you. I'll just lift you up in prayer now. Lord, we thank you for Sandra. We thank you for Jonathan. And, Lord, their heart is to be together. And, Father, we pray that it is your will that they would be able to be, able to be together. And, Lord, that uh, you would bring uh, someone into their life that can counsel them and uh, give them advice about uh, the direction that they're going. And, Father, that uh, you would give Sandra uh, great comfort in knowing that she is following you and doing your will. And, Lord, we, uh, we know when we've heard that they've got big dreams and things that they would like to do and experience together. And, Lord, we know you're a God of big dreams. And so, Lord, we pray that um, you would be gracious and bless them and uh, give them an opportunity to, to reach out to homeless people around them and help them as well, as that's something that she has specified. And, Lord, we thank you for all these things, Lord. We pray your Holy Spirit would be upon them and pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jim. Amen. All right, Sandra, thank you so much for your call, and keep us posted on how things are going with you. I will. All right, we'll continue to keep you in prayer. God bless you. All right. Who do we have next? Okay. I think we'll, we have Daniel now. Okay. Let's go to Daniel. Daniel, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Well, that's good. Good to hear your voice. And uh, what's on your heart tonight, my brother? Well, I got two questions. Uh, the first question is, what does the word apologetics mean? Oh, that's a good question. The word apologetics comes from the Greek word apologia, and it means to rightfully defend what is true. So there are scriptures in the Bible that points to this uh, throughout. And uh, for instance, um, you have 1 Peter 3 and 15, which is the classic one where the Apostle Peter says, be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks of you, a reason to hope this in you with meekness and fear. And then another good one would be Jude 3. That's how we got our name for contending for the faith. Contending for the faith is an apologetic verse of Scripture, meaning to defend for what is true. And that truth is Jesus Christ, because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so, uh, and then you also have in Philippians chapter uh, 1, where Paul says, I'm set for the defense and proclamation of the gospel. So the word defense there is apologia, which is, uh, you know, so when you put a lot of things together, for instance, my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin, one time said that um, uh, apologetics is the handmaiden of evangelism. So evangelism is telling about God, and theology is thinking about God, and then you have apologetics, which is defending for God. And uh, so, and when you have the uh, chapter 17 of Acts chapter 17, when Paul was before the Stoic philosophers and Epicurean philosophers, he literally gave apologetic 
uh, message and uh, of the defense of the faith because they had assigned to an unknown God, and the Apostle right. Paul apologetically came at them and demonstrated that uh, two two major points of apologetics, and that's general revelation one, which means God is seen in creation. And then he gave specific revelation, which is God is seen in Jesus Christ. So general revelation is what Paul argues from an apologetic standpoint. Uh, and then a specific revelation where he ends up moving from the general revelation to the specific revelation of Jesus Christ. And um, I would recommend, if you have an interest in uh, apologetics, is to uh, talk to me more. But also, uh, you know, I'm going to be teaching some classes in the second week of February again. Uh, but there is a tremendous book uh, that will help you out as a beginning, and that is uh, uh, dealing with, um, yeah, dealing with the issues of, um, you know, apologetics, which is an introduction to apologetics by Dr. Norman Geisler. And uh, mm-hmm. and you ever heard of Dr. Norman Geisler? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, I used so, to listen to Walter Martin all the time. Yes. Uh, answer, man. Yes. Dr. Yeah. Dr. Geisler and I have done lectures together um, okay. in different states, and uh, we did uh, one, and I had him also on my radio program many years back, and but he wrote a tremendous book on an introduction to apologetics, and you may want to get that because it'll give you a user-friendly working knowledge of uh, of of that. So that that'll help you out. Okay. Yeah. So does that help uh, you out? Oh yeah, and I got one more question for you though. Yes, sir. All right. The other question is on Genesis in Genesis chapter six, verses one through eight. Yes. Are they speaking about uh, angels there? Uh huh. When they speak of the Nephilim or the giants. Right. And so you want to know what who they are speaking about? Right. Because uh, some people say that they're talking about angels marrying women and having children by them, and they had giants. Right, right, right. I've dealt with this in, in much uh, detail. Um, well, this here, when it says uh, uh, here, and it, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters, uh, the daughters that were born unto them and the sons of God uh, saw the daughters of men uh, and took them wives. Okay, so... What it's talking about here, in the context here, the sons of God in this context is talking about the um, righteous line of of uh, going back to Seth, and uh, okay. that's that's what it's referring to there. When you talk about the sons of uh, sons of God in Job, that's referring to angels in that context. Right. Now, right. Uh, Oratory, the great uh, prince of of uh, Preachers one time said a text taken out of its context becomes a pretext for error. Now, the reason why this is not replying to uh, angels because, and let me just kind of debunk that whole argument here, because uh, angels 
cannot marry nor given in marriage. And we know that from Jesus. Jesus is the greatest authority on this. And so in uh, the New Testament, Jesus says, we'll be like the angels, for the angels neither marry nor are given in marriage. And then another issue with this as well would be um, in Luke chapter 24, uh, when Jesus uh, uh, said, uh, you know, the doors were shut, and then also in John John twenty, but uh, and, and then Luke twenty four, and it says that the doors were shut, and then Jesus appeared. He simply appeared. He didn't go through the right, door like right, right, uh, Casper right, the Friendly okay. Ghost. And then right. they, this, it says that they thought that they had seen a spirit uh, or a ghost. Right. And Jesus said, right. a spirit has not flesh and bones right. as you see me have. So Jesus right. debunks the argument that uh, that uh, angels can, uh, uh, demons can take on physical capacity. I mean, they yeah, don't have the power to do that. And That's Jesus simply thought. said, angels, he simply said, a spirit uh, cannot take on flesh and blood as you see me have. Right. So we got to right. look at the totality of Scripture. And so this is talking about the righteous line uh, of Seth. You know, yeah. uh, okay. we got a commercial? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have a commercial, uh, but hold on. Uh, we're going to go to the commercial will. break, and then we're going to come back, and I'll finish this up with you, okay? Okay, great. Thank, Thank you so you. much. All right, well, what a great question, and we're looking forward to hearing Dr. Buckner expound on this after this break. And we are back. My name is Jim Clark. I'm in the studio with Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we would love to continue our conversation with Daniel and his question about the Nephilim. So, Daniel, we picked you back up again. You there, Daniel? Yeah. Let me just say this, and let me say this in conclusion on it. Uh, Then, when people try to argue infinitum ignosium, this uh, passage of scripture in Genesis six and try to say that the sons of God are angels, it's really a, a weak argument because it's nothing but mythology. You know, they got a lot of this stuff from Greek mythology, and it's not theology, but mythology, and it goes back to Zeus, uh, you know, uh, coming down as a god that they believed and had sex with, uh, sure. women and made the people giants and this how they talk about the Nephilim and all of that stuff. People were just big back in that day like uh, yeah. Goliath. So anyway hopefully that, that helps you out. I And you know we, we give Satan more power than what he has and Satan Ooh. doesn't have the power. I say this in conclusion. Satan, if, if we say that Satan can uh, literally um, become a move beyond a non-corporeal being then we're actually saying that he can create satan does have he doesn't have the power like god to create so it's just a a a crazy argument and this has nothing to do with theology but mythology that's right okay i really appreciate it dr buckner thank you so much for your call good about that and, yeah. you, and man, you had some good, good uh, questions and come again with some more and uh, pray for us and get some people out there to support us because will. we need and all I'll the help we can get right now. You guys too. I'll get some money off to you guys, too. Yeah. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, my brother. Okay. God bless you. All right. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Let's yeah, try to get call. To, yeah, it really mm-hmm. is. Let's try to get to uh, Cece. Cece, you there? Uh, yes, I am. Thank you for your... Uh, your, you know, your patience with us, hanging in there with us, and uh, we appreciate it very much. And 
uh, how did uh, this uh, minister to you tonight in terms of this message on uh, Halloween? And then we'll get to your question. Well, it's really, it's really, I mean, uh, I really like you uh, talking about this because a lot of people, they, they're celebrating, you know, say it's Halloween with the costumes and, you know, everything else. And I already didn't agree with it before from the history I learned. And then you then listening to all the programs where you gave a lot of history on it and then and enlightenment on it. I really appreciate appreciated that. And then I like you, how you tied the strong delusion in there and about how people love darkness. And it, it, it's, it's really, um, it was practical and theological at the same time. And that's in, in, in very simple. So I, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much, uh, Brother Cece. We always appreciate every now and then getting some of your feedback there. And um, what's on your heart tonight? What question you have? I want to ask you again, and uh, I want to ask you in uh, Matthew chapter 24 on two two uh, verses of Scripture. Okay, uh, Matthew chapter 24. Uh, let me get to that. Okay, I'm, I'm there right now. Um, and uh, why don't you read uh, uh, the verses of Scripture? No problem. It says, two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a hand mill, and one will be taken and the other left. And I wonder if you could uh, help me on that verse. That's, that's a verse I've been, been, been reading. I mean, that's a verse that, that troubled me ever since I was like 11 or 12 years old. I want to get some light on it. Amen. Well, you, it's interesting. When you were 12 years of age, that's when Jesus uh, came off and started doing a lot of things uh, at 12. And, uh, yeah, this is a, a scripture, uh, verses of scripture that can be, uh, confusing somewhat, and what we're going to try to do with this tonight is take the fusion out of confusion. That's the way I kind of use it sometime. And so uh, when we look at the context here, everything is important in context. That's why I said earlier, Ori Tori said, a text taken out of its context becomes a pretext for error. So when it says here uh, in verse um, 40 of uh, Matthew 24, then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Now, it's important for us to understand what the uh, Greek word taken means here, because it's also mentioned in verse 41, two women shall be at the grind, grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. So, this is referring to here, not the rapture. A lot of people have taken this out of context, saying, well, when they'll be taken, they'll be taken into the rapture. No, what it's talking about is when it says they will be taken, it means that they will be taken into judgment. Why do I say that? Because context, context, context. Look at verse 39. If you look at verse 39, in the same chapter, it says, And he, and know not, and know not, until the flood came, and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So when it says, And knew not, until the flood came, and took them all away, the same Greek word, took is the same Greek word taken, which is mentioned in verse 40 and verse 41, taken, who was taken away during the time of the flood of Noah? All of the people were taken away and only Noah was left and his family. In the same chapter context, 
It says, then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. And two women shall be grinding at the mill, the one shall be taken and the other left. Taken where? Taken into judgment, just like the people during Noah's time, they took them all away, took them all away into judgment. So this is what it's talking about in the context here. It is not referring to the rapture. And there have been a lot of people uh, proof taking this out of context as well as eisegeting it. Uh, you know what the word eisegete mean? Is there, I believe it's a reading of something that's not there. Reading it is something that's not there. That's true. And that's what a lot of people do. So the key thing for us in verse 42, watch. Verse 43, watch. And then 44, be ready. And then verse 45, faithful. And then live under the Lordship, which is verse 45, and verse 46, under the Lordship. So hopefully that helps you out. Uh, this is what it's referring to in the light of of this context here. Oh man, thanks, thanks a lot. That's that's because that's always that's what I always thought too. I thought that referred to the rapture. Thank you. you yes, know, that's something, that's something I've been worrying about since I was twelve years old, but kind of like forgot about it and just ran across it in this chapter. Thank you. Yes, you'll be surprised how many people in the churches as well that take this out of context. They don't look at the whole context here and apply this to verse 39 because it answers the, the verses of Scripture that follows it. The people in Noah's day, take they were taken into, into judgment, and the people here will be taken into judgment as well. That makes uh, a lot of sense. Amen, amen. Share that with some more people so they can get blessed as well. Thank you for your good question. Tonight it's been just... Uh, Tremendous good questions oh, tonight. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been rolling with good questions, even the one on Genesis uh, 6. Um, what's on your heart as far as uh, prayer requests? Oh, yeah, I want to get prayer. I guess the phone counselor was for the prayer meeting. I guess he forgot. Um, if you could pray for me and my family, um, uh, my friends, my mom, Rosalinda, and then just uh, lift up uh, Eddie Murphy. He uh, kept Kevin Hart, the comedian, and uh, Tom Hanks. Okay, well, let's let's uh, do that. We're going to have Brother Jim to do that. And then before we end the program, I'm going to put Jim uh, on the hot seat. I'm going to put him on the hot seat, and he's looking at me like awesome. he's about to have a heart attack here. <laughs> he's getting me back. <laughs> We're going to put him on the hot seat, and he's going to summarize everything and share what he got out of the message tonight on um, Halloween and bring it home on that, and then he's going to talk a little bit about that and then uh, conclude the program tonight and give us, the uh, <clears throat> you guys, the address as well. But let's go before the Lord in prayer over your prayer request first. Okay, here it comes. I'm going to pray for you, and it's the long version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, we thank you so much. We thank you for um, all the wonderful and gracious things that you give to us. We thank you for Cece right now and his family and uh, and his friends. And, uh, Lord, we just pray for his mom, Rosalinda, and uh, and for the celebrities he brought up, Eddie Murphy, Tom Hanks, and uh, one other. It just keeps my mind. Anyways, uh, uh, Kevin Hart, that's who it was. And, Lord, we uh, we pray that, Lord, that you would, uh, that you would, your Holy Spirit would come upon these entertainers, Lord, and uh, that you would. Uh, speak your truth to them and that they would come to know you in a personal way and that their position and their celebrity would be 
used to advance the name of Jesus Christ into the world. And we thank you, Lord. You are an awesome God. And we thank you for CC and can ask you to continue to bless and protect him. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Thank you, Cece, for your call and your question. And we just just want to sit, tell everybody, remind everybody again that we won't be in the studio next weekend um, because uh, we I'll be uh, celebrating with my wife uh, her birthday and my daughter's birthday. My wife's birthday is on the 26th and my daughter's birthday on the 25th, uh, Adia and, and Nancy's birthday on the 26th. So we'll be celebrating their birthday and a few other things, and so be in prayer for them. Uh, but, uh, Cece, thank you so much for your call, and God bless you. All right, uh, Brother Jim, you're on the hot seat, and uh, what did you get out of this message tonight? And uh, tell the listening audience we want to hear from you. Okay, awesome. Uh, well, I'd like to say that I really appreciate your historical breakdown of where Halloween comes from, the All Saints Day and uh, Pope Benefice, I think you said? Yes. Yeah. Um, how did that how did Pope, what did Pope Benefice have to do with with how Halloween came into the church or or well he, he really it? didn't have so much anything to do with it but it kind of like happened around that time okay, okay. and the sister but he also had to do with uh, wanting to um, I would say he would had something to do with it in the sense of wanting to celebrate the saints of the past right yes yeah, so he was in on it with the Catholic Church and celebrating. Uh, wanting to have an event to celebrate the saints of the past. Well, and as you mentioned, uh, the enemy likes to pervert these things into something else. Yeah, the something scripture says that he appears as an angel of light, right? He right. always does. Yeah. And so, and I appreciate your uh, your D's, your six D's. You know, the devil, demons, deception, darkness, death, and delusion. And uh, you know, it's uh, I. In my life, even as a kid, Halloween was never really my favorite holiday. It always kind of bothered me. You dress up in in uh, you know demon type costumes, and it was. I, think I can never a, see you in a demon costume. Well, you know, I think I, I think I was the guy that had like the president's mask on or something. I, I, but I. Um, and uh, which one, Nixon? <laughs> You're dating me now. <laughs> Yes. Um, that seems to be the probably. popular one next. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, it's, you know, it always has bothered me how even in the church, this this celebration has um, become a little mainstream. And it always has kind of bugged me. Now, I have no problem with, uh, you know, having a celebration and the harvest celebration. And I love that. I love the way that, that the church in many places has redeemed it to be a harvest celebration and we come and we, we spend time together and that's what my church does. For example, you know, we, we open it up and we let the community come in and we have games and yes, people are in costumes, but we don't really see that kind of costumes. It's just fun things, you know, (laughs) non demonic. Uh, We're not there to celebrate the demonic. And as I said, I think that, you know, that that there is no playing with evil. Evil's evil. And we just, we want to run the other way. And uh, we want to call it out for what it is, and and we don't want to engage in that in the church. And it's always bothered me that that has, uh, in some circles with the church, that it that it's still there. Um, but I think that that's kind of what I got from your message tonight. That's you know the uh, there is a this celebration that we that we the church has kind of adopted or tolerated at best. Um, that we really should be mindful of what that really means, and uh, we don't want to do that little dance around this about, around evil. 
So I, I think that's all I would want to say about it. Well, preach on, brother. You laid it out very well, and you were basic and simple and right to the point on that. And thank you for sharing that. And we want to thank the audience out there for listening in tonight. And knock a home run in the name of Jesus, and thank you for being here in Gary's stead. All right. Well, we've come to the end of another exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of this tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you, so your letters and cards are always an encouragement to us. And don't forget to support the program. It's just a mouse click away, and you can be a part of the Contending for the Faith team. So please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.